now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. What up, yo? Welcome to the Get You Some Radio Show. Now, those of you who watch the show on a regular basis, you know me, you follow me on social media, and you know that today is my roughly 1,300-ish day running in a row. I run one mile every day. I've done so for the last three and a half years. Today's guest makes me look like a sad little lad. My, uh, my entire month's worth of running is a good Sunday afternoon jog for him. He's an ultra-marathoner. He's a best-selling author, and you would think an ultra-marathoner and a best-selling author, Dan Waldschmidt is the guy's name, you would think he's a gung-ho, 10X, be-all-you-can-be, make-shit-happen, get-out-there-and-get-stuff-done kind of guy, and he is with the human element. I read his book over the weekend, Edgy Conversations is the name of the book, and it's about getting stuff done and determination and discipline and extreme action in the, in the, in the mindset of making stuff happen, but it's also about giving and gratitude, and being human. So we'll be back with Dan Waldsmith to talk about all of that right after this. Make more friends. Sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. And they refer their family and friends to people they know, like, and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals, and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org Dan Welchman, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Man, welcome aboard. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's, a, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Listen, uh, and normally this is the part where I come in, I jump in, and I immediately ask uh, the guest about themselves. Tell us about you. Tell us how you got here. Tell us all that. But I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to start with you. I'm going to start a couple of generations ago. Tell us about your grandfather, George Waldschmidt. What a great story this was. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, in my book, I tell the story about, um, you know, for him, the story in the book that we tell, this, this is nothing. Um, yeah. that, that was that generation, but I talk tell the story about my grandfather, how uh, in, in, in the World War, the Second World War, uh, he was in a foxhole. It's interesting, foxhole, and very sick. We talk about bombs, talk about getting shot. We don't talk about the the dysentery, which basically you 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 know t take your worst case of diarrhea, and it's just it's just horrible. Stuff's yeah. falling out of you. You're already wounded. But think how uncomfortable it is but you can't change your pants. You can't change your shoes. You're trying to keep your head down so you're not shot. And a mortar lands in the foxhole. Mortar lands in the foxhole. His best friend uh, put his arms around uh, my, my, my grandfather and took a direct hit by a mortar shell. My, the backside of my grandfather was, was completely disfigured, blowed off uh, pieces of his buttocks and his legs and his back. And he knew he was going to die if he stayed in that foxhole. He was just becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. And uh, uh, according to Gramps, uh, a mile and a half, two miles away, every night warships from the Allies would come close enough to shore where if you could get to the boats before they left, uh, they, they would patch you up and, and, and you, know, uh, you know, take you back. And if, and, and if you're thinking, did he do what I think he's going to do, then the answer is yes. And he, <laughs> he swam through the ocean 
from the beach to the ocean, from the ocean to the boat. Uh, he says maybe two miles through the ocean. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine yeah. swimming two miles and then hoping that that boat is still there? Yeah. Two miles in the dark bleeding with, with, with you know, shark, shark waters. That, that, that's my first thought. They're, they're sharks. Here's what's interesting, and I don't think I included this in the book, Terry. When uh, my grandfather passed away, it's been a few years now, but um, he, was, he, was a, he, was a good, he was a good man. And, um, you know, not perfect. We'll talk about that later, but, but right. not perfect. But he was a good man. And when he passed, my uncles uh, gathered us around and they said, so you heard the story of Bruce. And, of course, my father's name is Bruce. Come to find out that buddy who was in the foxhole, with my grandfather was named Bruce. Wow. My, father, my grandfather came home from the war. He named my father the name of his buddy who gave his life for him. So can you imagine waking up every day and seeing your only son, my dad was an only child, and seeing the person who gave your life for you? Yeah. That's, that's meeting. That's inspiration. That's a reason to give your best every day. Yeah. And the funny, the, I, I, completely unrelated, I happened to watch over the weekend Saving Private Ryan. And, and the amazing, this is an amazing movie. And the amazing thing is, one, everyone, you know, it's, it's war. It's, it's, there's, everyone's giving their life. But Tom Hanks gives his life to save Private Ryan. And he pulls him over at the very end and says, earn it. Make sure you live the life worth living. You've been given this enormous gift. Get out there and earn it. It was a whole generation of those guys. You know, they came back messed up in the head. They had seen some tragic things. Uh, but uh, there's a whole generation of those guys who literally gave their lives. And, and I guess uh, most of us, we don't, uh, you know, maybe I'll speak for myself. I don't often think about it because my battle is helping companies with strategy and, and helping them win versus their competitors. And it's not so much, um, you know, what island am I going to take inch by inch by inch? Right. Or like, how, you know, how am I going to capture more sales revenue? It's kind of weak. But uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing accomplishment. These these this, this I guess that's why they call them the greatest generation, right? Yeah, it, it is amazing. And, and and this is what a lot of what you talk about in the book. And one one of the quotes that stood out for me over the book is that uh, a step is infinitely easier than a whole journey. Your grandfather, I mean, he the the, the hardest step of getting to the boat was getting out of the ditch. Was making was deciding. I, this, this is what I have to do. And, and whether you're, you're swimming to a boat to save your life or, or trying to save your, your business, often the first step is the hardest. Yeah, absolutely. You know, last month I spent uh, the last 30 days talking about the idea of momentum. And from zero momentum, standing still, people say, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I just don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Right. Well, uh, that's a decision, by the way. Uh, that's a decision. Staying stuck is a choice. It's a personal choice. You may not feel like you're making it, but you are making it. And when you go from zero movement to at least one step, what is that? That's infinite, infinite momentum change. Right. And you go from one step to two steps, you have a 100% momentum, right? 100% growth. And so we don't often think about that. We often think about, well, how am I going to get out of debt completely? Yeah. No, no one said that. Someone said, how can I save $10 to pay down my debt? Right. How can I how can I win, you know, you know, get into the president's circle or captain's club or whatever sort of sales competition I'm in. It starts with one phone call, one email, one of everything. And so don't overcomplicate it. Just do one thing that matters. Yeah, my, my analogy I use is, you know, everyone bad mouths the lottery. The lottery is a tax on people who are bad at math. And no one, no one says, you know, people say that your odds of winning the lottery are infinitesimal. But your odds of winning the lottery increase infinitely when you buy that first ticket. It's the same thing with taking the first step. Your odds increase infinitely with one step. Yeah, people often say, well, how do I know I'm doing the right thing? 
are you doing a thing? Yeah. Not there. So like, <laughs> maybe the best way to spend your money is not playing the lottery, but at least you're taking action. And so right. now that you're taking action, you're spending money. Maybe the conversation is how might I better invest my money? And so if you're one of those people who has to know exactly what the finish line looks like and what every step is going to lead to, um, you're making this too complex. Mm -hmm. so people take action. And look, it's not going to be a straight line, but it's going to be a gentle curve as you weave back and forth across that line. And every great company does it. You're not going to, what, what, what you can't afford to do is to stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Whether it's starting your car or whether it's, you know, getting in shape after a, a kind of a, a, a very gluttonous, you know, Christmas holiday, the hardest thing is that first getting started. Once you've taken those first few steps, once you've gotten out there, it's easier to keep going, especially if you're already a half mile away from home, right, Terry? You gotta <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I, I was running yesterday and uh, we had we had storms around here. So I was out for the run and I was trying to dodge between the thunderstorms. I don't want to get struck by lightning while I'm out. So I run out and, and it always it always happens at about the uh, the halfway point. There's a, there's a lightning has been detected in the area notice. That's when the sirens go off and, oh, okay, this is my farthest point away from home. Now I have to go back. There's no choice. <laughs> uh, yesterday I was running up here. I'm in uh, Lake uh, Houghton, uh, Houghton in, in Michigan uh, family house. And, um, and I decided, I looked at my map. I thought I was all sophisticated. I'm like, okay, bing, bang, boom. Where am I going to run? Yeah. And, I started running, and it looks like that's a legitimate road. When I got to the road, it was all sand. And I thought, oh, well, sand, no big deal. I'll run pretty soon about, uh, uh, you know, maybe five minutes in my head and, and whole hair was covered with like butt flies. Oh yeah. It's just covering me and I'm trying to swat my hands. Oh, you better believe my pace went from <laughs> idle eight and a half, nine minute mile pace. I looked at my watch and I'm running 620s, 630s. All I wanted to do was to get away from those flies. Of course, they were, you know, they're flying like 320s or something. They're yeah. way fast. But I thought, interesting, here I am starting the run thinking how tired I am. Uh, you know, I just, you know, traveled all this way up to the lake house. I can't, I'm thinking like, oh, what am I going to do? And, and all of a sudden, I found a burst of energy. You get covered in flies, buzzing it out of your ears. I, a couple of them I even ate, Terry. <laughs> yeah. I had that. I had to peel some out of my eyeball the other day. They, they, they flew into my eye, and I literally have to reach into my eye and pull them out. That's, uh, I, hate, I hate those things. Well, that shows you. You're thinking, well, how am I going to run a mile? Well, you just get started. Yeah. You get started. And you know what? The mile will take care of itself. Yeah. Uh, and so often, you know, look, get started. It's like the whole hard work, smart work thing. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to work smart until you've already worked hard. That's a dirty little secret that no one tells you when they write all these books about productivity. Yeah. You know how to work smart. So what you do is you work hard. So silly example, I think I mentioned it in the book. At four years old, I started taking piano lessons. Right. Making me. Da, 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 da. The stupid scales, right? Yeah. And then you, then you do it more complex. Da, 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 da. And, and you, you practice. Every week I had scales of, of sharps and flats, and it was complex and easy. And yeah. And, and after repetition, after the hard work, um, I started to learn how to play songs. And then songs turned into concertos. 
And then in, in, in my you know, junior, senior year of high school, that turned into Rachmaninoff Opus 3 Number 2. It was actually a competition piece that I, could, that I could achieve a bit of success on. But that smart work where I hit a key and I could feel the ivory bounce against the string, which reverberates against the sounding board and gives me some t- intonation, all of that happened as a result of hard work putting in scales. Now, uh, for those of you listening, like, oh, I, I don't know if this is adding up. It's adding up. It just, it may not be the smart work you're looking for. Right. Don't dare discount it. Don't you dare look down your nose on it like, oh, I could be doing something better. The, the, the best thing you can do right now is put in the effort. Along the way, you'll find brilliance. And I'll tell you where you usually find brilliance. And maybe, you know, I don't know. I, maybe sometimes I feel like I'm not the smartest bulb all the time in, in the box, but I'll go to bed after an especially busy day. Mm-hmm. And right before I fall asleep, I go, you know what, Dan? You could have really done better at doing boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And all of a sudden it hits me. Oh, I don't have to do it the hard way. Here's a better way to do it. Or I'll get frustrated because I fail and I go, oh, I hate that. I hate losing a deal. I hate losing out on something. And then I'll go, well, what could I have done better? And that begins a journey. Now, here's, here's the thing. I couldn't even have, I wouldn't have had those thoughts. I wouldn't even be able to have that internalization if I wasn't already putting in the effort mm-hmm. and, and that's the mission for a lot of people you're not even ready you're not getting prepared you're not doing the basic blocking and tackling so you can have an inspired breakthrough yeah I, I, I want to repeat that so people can write it down you you don't know how to work smart until you work hard you have you have to put some kind of effort in and then start getting better yeah that's exactly right uh, and, and and again none of us are dumb enough to keep doing something that hurts for too long. Right? Yeah. I'm guessing with 1,300 days of one-mile runs, there are days you get up and you're feeling a little twinge, a little pull, a little something that hurts. Yeah. And the reality is you have to stop and go, whew, okay, well, I'm not going to break my streak because I want my – so what do I do? How do I get through this day? How do I yeah. make this happen? And you find a way, don't you? Yeah, you, you, and, and, and the, way, the, the way is pretty simple is you, you put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> That's exactly right. You, you, you start the foot. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I'm, I've run these 1,300 days, and I'm, I still look like I do. I don't look like Dan Waldschmidt. I'm still a, I'm still the, a you know, big guy, and I, I, you know, I like donuts. And, and I've got all this going on. I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm the healthiest uh, chubby guy you've ever met because I, I, put, I put in the activity. And that's one of your things is that imper- perfection it isn't the objective. Perfection, you don't have to be perfect to be awesome is the Dan Waldschmidt quote. We often think, you know, I'll get to those things. I'll get to improving myself. You know, Terry, when, I, when I'm perfect, then I'm <laughs> going to launch my business. Then I'm going to launch that sales effort. Then I'm going to write that book. Right. And, um, man, uh, that's, uh, it's, 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 you're, wasting, you're wasting so much talent. You're wasting so much momentum. You're wasting so much youth when, when you wait to be perfect. Uh, just start being awesome. Um, you, you can be awesome at any stage in your life. And by the way, all this Me Too movement, think about this. Mm-hmm. Guys, you know, like, like Weinstein, this guy could make a pretty awesome movie. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars a year to go to a Weinstein and company movie. Yeah. But he kind of was, we could say very easily, this was not a perfect individual. Absolutely. Any stretch, any stretch of all, horrific things we're hearing. But he could do these things that were awesome in one aspect of his life, whether it's politicians who've gone awry, whether it's inventors, everyone from Steve Jobs who, was, who had these um, 
personality traits that at times were very curt. Um, look, we're all flawed. We're mm -hmm. all flawed. That's not an excuse for improving. By the way, I'm not giving anyone a license to do vulgar, perverted things. I'm not. All right. You're not hearing me say that. What I'm giving you permission to do is to be awesome. While you work on improving, while you work on being a better version of yourself, while you round out the rough habits, right? While you become that diamond, you know, start working on doing things that are awesome. And awesome's interesting. When I first say, let's be awesome, people kind of go, oh, there's Dan. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I didn't have the credibility of helping companies generate $17 billion in new revenue over the last six or seven years, people would immediately kind of shrug me off since I have a track record. Now they're like, okay, let's listen to what this guy's going to tell us. You know, kind of a, we'll keep it inside until he's done and then we'll, we'll make fun of him. But when you set your vision on awesome, even things that are good become enhanced. Mm -hmm. Things that are great become enhanced because good isn't awesome. Great isn't awesome. Stellar isn't awesome. The only thing that's awesome is awesome. And so when you're looking at everything from your website to, um, you know, your business card, to your sales process, to your business strategy, to your execution of that strategy, to your processes, the measuring stick, and this is where it's really powerful, is a simple question. Is this awesome? So whatever it is, is our sales process awesome? Is our hiring process awesome? Is the sales strategy, marketing effort, social media, whatever it is, bup, 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 bup. there's a hundred things. Mm -hmm. Is that awesome? And if you answer the word no, that doesn't mean you have to fix it. All that means is that you're aware that sometime, when it's the right time, you, you're going to improve it. So Pursuing awesome doesn't mean you're not smart about your priorities. Some things need your attention right now. Some need your, some need your attention later. And, and that's the challenge. Your whole game goes up. And what you'll find is, you know, people will say, oh, I didn't hit my quota. Well, the, guide, the guidelines are not, have you been with the company 20 years? Okay, you're not hitting your quota, but you've been here a long time. Or I'm at 110% of quota, but I'm breaking the company policy, right? The, yeah. the, the standard is, are you awesome? Yeah. The, um, and let's go back, let's go back to the Harvey, we the Weinstein thing is, and this is something that you talked about in the book and that I, uh, that I, I have a great interest in is everyone wants to be awesome. They want their work to be awesome and they want their personal life to be awesome. And they spend a lot of time trying to balance the two and uh, just the work hard, play hard thing. And they go and they kind of take opposite directions uh, like a teeter totter. And your thing is that you don't want to achieve balance. You want to achieve Harmony. Tell harmony. us how harmony differs from balance. Yeah, let me make a brief note here because I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. If you notice, by the way, at what does undoes people, mm -hmm. why, is, why, is, why are individuals like Harvey and others seeing this uh, career failure? Is it, does it have anything to do with their business? Mm. Well, no. things related that happened in the business, but does it have to do with like, I don't know how to make a move anymore? No. By the way, for those of you who are successful in business and are concerned about how things are going to go wrong, it most likely will happen because you take your eye off the ball in your personal life. I see more divorces causing business uh, destruction, sales destruction. I see bad personal behavior leading to sales destruction. And I have to tell you, um, there's, this, there's this harmony you asked about harmony. You know, if, 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 if harmony is what drives the greatest concertos in the world, it's that soundtrack, right? That John Williams soundtrack that you love to your favorite movie, like Gladiator, where you hear the music and it just it mm -hmm. lifts your emotions in a certain way. 
balance uh, says that in all areas of my life, all the pieces are being, are being treated with equal attention. But that's just not how our lives work. For example, I'm here at a lake house. I'm doing business. I'm doing a little bit of work uh, while the family's off in the boat having fun and things like that. There'll be a time when I'll have some fun myself, let down my hair, you know, or whatever, and, and enjoy myself for a little bit. But, but the reality is there are seasons. There are seasons to working hard and then there are seasons to relaxing and rejuvenating. And if you, if you, if you try to say, um, this piece gets five minutes, this piece gets five minutes, everything gets five minutes, not everything needs equal attention. There are times where my marriage and my attention to my family needs a lot of attention because I might have been gone for three or four weeks on the road. And so I need to come home, send fewer emails, and just spend time with them. I don't give equal time to them and to work. I just spend time with them. And by the way, other times you're going into a difficult time and you have to say, hey, wife and kids, just like now, I need to do a little bit of work. I need to get things done. You guys go enjoy the day and I'll be back to celebrate and have fun with you later. This idea of balance for many of us, I think it's been confusing. And for many of us, it's caused us to kind of not do any of this well. And I think the part that we can do well is understanding the balance and the, 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 the almost the tides, waves that come that help us when we're trying to be harmonious. Yeah. You, you mentioned the divorce because people are paying too much attention to work and not enough attention to home. But you also have health issues because people are paying too much attention to work and they're on the road and they're eating Cheetos and, and drinking like a fish and smoking or whatever and not taking care of themselves. And, and I mean, you are the greatest asset you've got. So you have to take care of you. To be, you have to build a better business to, to build a better you and you have to build a better you to build a better business. It's all interconnected. There's synchronicity. It all happens at the same time. Yeah, and I've written, I, you know, I'll write articles about meditation. I'll write articles about uh, t- being healthy, financially fit, physically fit, mentally fit. And sometimes people would say early on in the blog, Dan, just stop. Just tell us, tell us your sales wizardry. Tell us the yeah. stories about, you know, how to you know, build businesses that generate millions and billions of dollars. And I would say, well, see, here's where you're wrong. You're right. You don't have the mental practice of mindfulness. And so when decisions come, you can take 40 years building a business and about 40 seconds to blow it up. And that's where you're right. There's, there's, there's a lack of awareness. So I have friends who are E-level, C-level executives at companies, travel, and still make time for health, still make time to make smart family decisions. And so it doesn't have to be one or the other. A lot of times we've been brainwashed to think that if I'm going to be a successful executive, I'm going to be, I almost have to be a jerk. I'm stepping yeah. on, people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making all this happen. Don't you get in my way? I have to tell you, some of the most powerful people in the world are also some of the kindest who were willing to spend time with you, you know, who, who will take a moment to answer your question. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a lie that we've been told. And unfortunately it, it impacts our performance. Yeah, and this gets me, people are looking, people are always looking for the tactics. What, what are the words I say? What are the buttons I push instead of the strategy? What's the overarching strategy for, for, for building the business and, and, and building myself? And one of the things you talked about in the book, actually two of the things, this is where I'm meditation and we're going to get all hippy-dippy here for a minute, is you're all about giving and gratitude and the human connection, the human factor that, you, you know, most of your success is going to be dependent on your ability to understand other people and yourself. 
Yeah, if you think about it, I often joke, sales is great for, except for people, right? Right. <laughs> right. Business is great except for people. And uh, ironic, right? As a guy who speaks to, you know, thousands of people and I've sold half a million copies of my book and, and yeah, it's all about people. But think about that. It's the, it's the negative people in our lives that causes the emotional harm. Mm-hmm. It's the people around us who, who don't see our dreams the way we do it that really, you know, weigh on our shoulders. And so we have to be better at not managing those people but at being aware of how those people impact us and how we perform based on their feedback uh, uh, of encouragement or lack of encouragement. And so, you know, I was on several phone calls today where I was telling senior leaders, here's what they said, here's how you interpreted it. And there's a difference between the two. We all put our interpretations on things and if you've never stopped to think about, wow, this is my baggage, that I've been carrying with me for years and it's impacted my personal relationships. Silly example, but I always think of the, the analogy of the seven blind men and the elephant. Yeah. And they're all standing around the elephant. One blind man grabs the trunk and says, wow, this, I didn't know the elephant was, was so skinny. You know, he thinks the elephant is, is the trunk. Another one's standing next to the leg and says, wow, how strong uh, with these, these strong toes. One's touching the belly and, and each of them are touching a different part and they are convinced that they are seeing the elephant, and they are, but they're only seeing a part of it. What mindfulness allows us to do, what meditation allows us to do is pull back, not just see our perspective, but to see the entire perspective, to be emotionally intelligent, as I write in the book, Mm -hmm. enough to understand what someone else could be going through. And it's one of the most impactful things you can have in sales. Dealt with something today where someone gave a very angry response. Person called me, ah, what do I do? And I said, fire back a couple things. All of a sudden, that person responded, had nothing to do with that company. Right. Had problem they were solving elsewhere, and they were short and curt. And had we not nipped this in the bud quickly, we would have probably spiraled out of control. Right. And so I you know, we often, it's all about us, what I'm selling, what I'm doing, where I'm trying to go. I said this to my wife yesterday as we were spending a couple hours in the car together, is, is I said, I, I understand how driven I am. And sometimes I look back and I feel bad because in my pursuit of getting to where I want to be, that I don't mean to, but sometimes um, I, I'm so forceful I'm like, come hell or high water, we're getting there. And I'm dragging everybody, which means I'm dragging my wife. I'm dragging my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm dragging my company. I'm dragging my community. I'm taking everybody with me. Whether you have to pile on my shoulders or whether I'm pulling you with a rope behind me, we're going to get there. And sometimes I just have to stop and let go and say, what am I missing? What's the perspective that I should be aware of where it makes this process more fun? more enjoyable, not just for me, but for every other person who is part of this journey. And if you, if you, you know, they say, you know, uh, you know, as you get older, you get wiser. And I think part of that wisdom comes from realizing that left to your own devices, we can all be pretty selfish and almost accidentally, right? It's all about us. As you get older, you start to realize, wow, Maybe it's not all about me. Maybe I'm a big part of it. Maybe I can have a big influence on my own future, but maybe someone else is going through something. Maybe that's why they snapped at me. Maybe it's not about the fact of them being, you know, 
they're late all the time. Maybe it's the fact that they don't have a car and they have to take three different buses to arrive to work on time. And if, if the kid, uh, you know, if the babysitter shows up late, now they're late and it's a domino effect, but they're really a great employee and you've judged them all wrong. And when we take a chance uh, on people, when we take a moment to be mindful about those people, it's amazing what comes from that experience. You say in the book that love is the ultimate secret weapon, that love creates hope and hope creates possibility and just loving your customers and loving your wife and loving your employees and, and, and spreading love, being authentic with other humans. That's, that's your ultimate, uh, that's, that's, that's your superpower. And that's what's going, that's the ultimate tech, uh, the ultimate tactic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a higher level emotion. Mm. I mean, if you think about lower level emotions like greed and anger, frustration, panic, uh, those are all preservation kind of emotions. When you get to higher level emotions like gratitude, um, think about how you feel. Uh, when's the last time you were angry and grateful at the same time? All right. It just doesn't happen. Same thing with love. When you just, and by the way, love is a muscle. Love is not something that you just magically roll out of bed and you're, love, you're you know, in love or you love other people, love is an emotion, is a muscle, just like your mile a day. It's, mm-hmm. it's a and it's when you look at someone and you say, I appreciate what you've done or where you've come from or how you impact my success, and I love you. And by the way, I love you even if you haven't impacted my success. It's the fact that we love even our enemies. And of course, this came from a, you know, Jesus giving parables. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, love your enemy as yourself. And when we're internalize some of the best advice we've ever gotten has come from someone who's hated our guts, right? Mm -hmm. That some of the best strategy and personal development insights have come from somebody who had nothing but hatred for you and everything you want. And when they were able to pick apart where you're going wrong, they were able to tell you something that maybe your closest friends haven't been able to convince you of for years. It takes one person, even your enemy, who can show you the path forward. And so for those reasons, we, we give them love. And it, not just, it, it doesn't just uh, level us up. It allows us to reach a new level of uh, awareness and, and empathy. And those are attractive properties. If you've ever been around a grandma, not the angry grandma, but the fun, happy, loving grandma. There's a reason why there's always a flock of young kids around grandma. Because yeah. he, she attracts. Maybe it's the candy in her purse. Who knows? Maybe it's a smile on her face. But it's just, it's that attraction. And that's the magnetism that pulls that to, to them. And, um, and that's the power. That's, that, that is the power. Of, of these magnetic qualities like love and empathy. It's when we give to others, they're just naturally drawn to us. Um, so, so let's put it in sales terms. The, the grandma terms, the love and the gratitude and the big smile. Give, tell us how that impacts sales. Bottom, bottom line, how does that end up working? Yeah, most of our, most of our sales emails, sadly, are selfish. Mm-hmm. They're all about what we're selling, what we're going to do. We, we, we truly, we took uh, our emails from about the 10% engagement rate to uh, 98%, almost 100% engagement over a process of about 30 days by switching our tactics from what I'm selling, even feature benefits, even results, even those great things like, hey, here's, here's the change I'm going to bring you to gratitude, mm-hmm. to love, to empathy, 
And when we were able to deliver empathy in an email, the you know, 32, 33% of people who were getting our emails were responding uh, right away, responding. And that, and that's not magic. That's what Daniel Goleman, you know, who's mastered the whole idea of, of empathy and emotional intelligence. Uh, it's why he says 95% of what makes a good leader, a good leader is just this idea of emotional intelligence. Yeah. And, and the better we get in sales, the, the, the easier it is for clients to want to do business with us. I often tell some people there's really only two rules to being awesome. There's really only two, real, two rules to masterful sales growth, growth. Number one, be incredibly easy to do business with. And that's a, that's a, you know, that's a empathetic thing, be incredibly easy. No, no complex contracts in a complex process, none of that stuff. Be incredibly easy to do business with, number one. Number two, be so awesome people ask you for more. Uh, and if you can master those two skills, it's a waterfall, a watershed of sales opportunities and revenue headed your way. So if you ask yourself at every engagement, is when I'm saying awesome, will this lead to that other person being awesome or having an awesome experience? If you can answer those questions in the affirmative, then you're well on your way to being successful. If you can't say, uh, this is awesome, you'll probably follow it up with a phrase like this. It's not awesome, Dan, but it's what we're doing or it's what we've always done or it's how we do things here. If you have to justify that, that tells me that you're in need of a better sales process. You need, John, you need to infuse a little more empathy, a little more love, a little more gratitude. Uh, by the way, it'll change your process. If you're looking to, if you're saying, Dan, okay, I get this hippy dippy sort of stuff. I buy it. Even if I buy into it just so it makes me more sales, I'm fine with it. I don't care right. how I buy into it. What do I do? Well, let, let's talk about that. Start by this. What if you woke up every morning and I've got a notebook around me somewhere here, uh, but what if you woke up every morning and wrote down three things you're grateful for? Maybe it's the fact that I'm looking right out the window and literally, you know, 15 feet from where I'm sitting, there's a beautiful lake and a boat and jet skis and, and, and I can go out there and have a great time. What are you grateful for? Have you ever thought about it? You could be born in a part of the world and maybe you are in that part of the world where bombs are being dropped on your head, right? And people, uh, it's, you know, discriminate against you because of your religion or, you know, who your parents were or what caste you were born into. And if you're in the United States, if you're, if you're in a first or second world country, even if you're in a third world country, man, there's so much to be grateful for. Small steps can lead to big success. And, it, and the, the genome, kind of the little seed behind all of that, is found when you're grateful. Mm-hmm. 100%. So you, you jumped the gun a little bit on it. This may, this may be the one, but one of the, um, one of the things I do here on, on, on the Get You Some radio show is I promise all the salespeople, because everybody, everybody's a type A personality, if you're going to spend 30 minutes a week watching the show, if you're going to spend 30 minutes a week with me and my guest, we're going to give you one action step, one thing that you can walk away from, you can put the phone down today and put into action in your life today to start making your life better, to start making your business better, to start creating health, happiness, and prosperity in your life. So, Dan, give us one thing that the salespeople watching today can do today to build a better life, to be more awesome. So, I'll give you, I'll give you um, something free um, uh, to, to download and to safeguard you. If you go to calendarofawesomeness.com, okay, by the way, there's no, no, 
no, uh, you know, nothing to sell you, no fancy hidden, hidden things there. It's literally a free calendar that almost 400,000 people download on a monthly basis. And it takes the things, Terry, that you and I have been talking about yeah. and in front of a person and it asks you at the beginning of a day, what's your intention for the day? Uh, what are three things you're grateful for for today? If you have one big thing to accomplish today, what is it? That's mm -hmm. it. And what's neat about the calendar of awesome is left to our own devices, even though we're good people with big goals, solid dreams, lofty ambitions, all that good stuff, we get sidetracked because life comes at us from different angles. And so what we designed is literally a 31-day, sometimes it's less if there's fewer days in the month, calendar. It's a PDF. You could print out each day if your boss is, is paying for the, the ink right it costs you nothing right if you have to print a page it'll cost you a few pennies yeah uh, and you, you can get it from calendar of awesomeness it just reminds you some of the basic things we're talking about today you know if you don't have a coach and, and i've got coaches for running i've got coaches for business i've got coaches for you know just my personal life i feel like i plug in coaches if you're somebody who says dan i want to be better but maybe i don't have money for that coach or that thing you need something to remind you to go and execute at a high level and that's what this calendar of awesomeness is really aimed at. And so literally it's, it's free. There's no strings attached to it. It's, um, it's, it's something I actually use on a daily basis to make sure that I'm not just going through the motions, that I'm truly spending time on things that matter and doing things that even if they don't have results today, they will lead to massive results in the near future. So we've got calendarofawesomeness.com. You can buy the book Edgy Conversations on Amazon. How do people get in touch with you if they needed to get in touch with Dan? Yeah, go to go to danwalshman.com. I mean, um, I've uh, and I'll sp I'll spell that for everybody. It'll be in the show notes, so you can get that there. Yeah, fit, now that, that that's better than rolling your dice, right? On, on, <laughs> on you, know. It, you know, I've been spending Terry a lot of time on Facebook. We got a, about a million people on our Facebook page, but we've also got a group called the Edgy Empire of Awesomeness. It's a free group. Uh, it's closed, but you just ask to join and, and don't spam anybody and we let you in. And, and uh, what I've been enjoying is I, I told at the beginning of the year, we had three or 400,000 people on Twitter and you know LinkedIn and all these different communities. And I said, guys, I want to go to one place and spend time with people who want to be awesome. That's it. And uh, we really developed this Facebook group to do that. And again, it's free. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no charge or, 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 or pitching or, or, or anything like that inside the group. Our mission is to help people. And it's funny. Yeah. We've got people launching their businesses, raising seed capital, doing all kinds of stuff inside the group, just challenging each other. You know, like you've suggested, here's a great book. Who else has read this book? I'm done with my reading list. What do you, what suggestions do you have? And it's a, it's great. I love being around people that want to be awesome, that want to take things to that next level, who aren't pretending to be perfect, who aren't yep. pretending to all figured out, just like raw desire. And so I've kind of built this little community that I welcome everybody. Terry, you, your guests, come play. Come, come, come share more about this show inside the group, Terry, because I think this, of course, I'm going to share this with the community when it goes live. But yeah. guys like you, I love having there because – it, it's not about me. It's about what people are trying to achieve. And sometimes I might have a nugget for them, but just as often, and perhaps even more, it's other people in the group helping other people that, man, that's what I want a part of that. And so yeah, I that's, that's where the honey is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dan, thank you so much for taking time. This has been awesome. <laughs> thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing. I'll get all those links in the show notes and we will see you inside your Facebook group. Thanks a bunch, brother. Thank you so much. All right. 
Getcha Some Radio. You've been listening to the Getcha Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some. Think about that. It's the, it's the negative people in our lives that cause us the emotional harm. Mm-hmm. And the people around us who, who don't see our dreams the way we do it that really you know, weigh on our shoulders. And so we have to be better at not managing those people, but at being aware of how those people impact us and how we perform based on their feedback uh, uh, of encouragement or lack of encouragement. And so, you know, I was on several phone calls today where I was telling senior leaders, here's what they said, here's how you interpreted it. And there's a difference between the two. We all put our interpretations on things. And if you've never stopped to think about, wow, this is my baggage that I've been carrying with me for years and it's impacted my personal relationships. Silly example, but I always think of the, the analogy of the seven blind men and the elephant. Yeah. And they're all standing around the elephant. One blind man grabs the trunk and says, wow, this, I didn't know the elephant was, was so skinny. You know, he thinks the elephant is, is the trunk. Another one's standing next to the leg and says, wow, how strong uh, with these, these strong toes. One's touching the belly, and, and each of them are touching a different part, and they are convinced that they are seeing the elephant, and they are, but they're only seeing a part of it. What mindfulness allows us to do, what meditation allows us to do is pull back, not just see our perspective, but to see the entire perspective, to be emotionally intelligent, as I write in the book, Mm -hmm. enough to understand what someone else could be going through. And it's one of the most impactful things you can have in sales. Dealt with something today where someone gave a very angry response. Person called me, ah, what do I do? And I said, fire back a couple things. All of a sudden, that person responded, had nothing to do with that company. Right. Had a problem they were solving elsewhere, and they were short and curt, and had we not nipped this in the bud quickly, we would have probably spiraled out of control. Right. And so, I, you know, we often, it's all about us, what I'm selling, what I'm doing, where I'm trying to go. I said this to my wife yesterday as we were spending a couple hours in the car together, is, is I said, I, I understand how driven I am, and sometimes I look back and I feel bad. Because in my pursuit of getting to where I want to be, that I don't mean to, but sometimes um, I, I'm so forceful, I'm like, come hell or high water, we're getting there. And I'm dragging everybody, which means I'm dragging my wife, I'm dragging my kids, mm-hmm. I'm dragging my company, I'm dragging my community. I'm taking everybody with me. Whether you have to pile on my shoulders or whether I'm pulling you with a rope behind me, we're going to get there. And sometimes I just have to stop and let go and say, what am I missing? What's the perspective that I should be aware of where it makes this process more fun, more enjoyable, not just for me, but for every other person who is part of this journey. And if you, if you, you know, they say, you know, uh, you know, as you get older, you get wiser. And I think part of that wisdom comes from realizing that left to your own devices, we can all be pretty selfish and almost accidentally, right? It's all about us. As you get older, you start to realize, wow, maybe it's not all about me. Maybe I'm a big part of it. Maybe I can have a big influence on my own future, 
but maybe someone else is going through something. Maybe that's why they snapped at me. Maybe it's not about the fact of them being, you know, they're late all the time. Maybe it's the fact that they don't have a car and they have to take three different buses to arrive to work on time. And if, if the kid, uh, you know, if the babysitter shows up late, now they're late and it's a domino effect, but they're really a great employee and you've judged them all wrong. And when we take a chance uh, on people, when we take a moment to be mindful about those people, it's amazing what comes from that experience. You say in the book that love is the ultimate secret weapon, that love creates hope and hope creates possibility and just loving your customers and loving your wife and loving your employees and, and, and spreading love, being authentic with other humans. That's, that's your ultimate, uh, that's, that's, that's your superpower and that's what's going, that's the ultimate, tech, uh, the ultimate tactic. Yeah, yeah, it's just a higher level emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about lower level emotions like greed and anger, frustration, panic, uh, those are all preservation kind of emotions. When you get to higher level emotions like gratitude, um, think about how you feel. Uh, when's the last time you were angry and grateful at the same time? All right. It just doesn't happen. Same thing with love. When you just, and by the way, love is a muscle. Love is not something that you just magically roll out of bed and you're, love, you're you know, in love or you love other people, love is a, a, an emotion, is a muscle, just like your mile a day. It's, mm-hmm. it's a and it's when you look at someone and you say, I appreciate what you've done or where you've come from or how you impact my success, and I love you. And by the way, I love you even if you haven't impacted my success. It's the fact that we love even our enemies. And of course, this came from a, you know, Jesus giving parables. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, love your enemy as yourself. And when we're internalize some of the best advice we've ever gotten has come from someone who's hated our guts, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the best strategy and personal development insights have come from somebody who had nothing but hatred for you and everything you want. And when they were able to pick apart where you're going wrong, they were able to tell you something that maybe your closest friends haven't been able to convince you of for years. It takes one person, even your enemy, who can show you the path forward. And so for those reasons, we, we give them love. And it, not just, it, it doesn't just uh, level us up. It allows us to reach a new level of uh, awareness and, and empathy. And those are attractive properties. If you've ever been around a grandma, not the angry grandma, but the fun, happy, loving grandma. There's a reason why there's always a flock of young kids around grandma. Because yeah. she, she attracts. Maybe it's the candy in her purse. Who knows? Maybe it's the smile on her face. But it's just, it's that attraction. And that's the magnetism that pulls that to, to them. And, um, and that's the power. That's, that, that is the power of, of these magnetic qualities like love and empathy. It's when we give to others... They're just naturally drawn to us. Um, so, so let's put it in sales terms. Yeah, the, the grandma terms, the love and the gratitude and the big smile. Give, tell us how that impacts sales. Bottom line, how does that end up working? Yeah, most of our, most of our sales emails, sadly, are selfish. Mm-hmm. They're all about what we're selling, what we're going to do. We, we, we truly, we took uh, our emails from about uh, 10% engagement rate to uh, 98%, almost 100% engagement over a process of about 30 days by switching our tactics from what I'm selling, even 
feature benefits, even results, even those great things like, hey, here's, here's the change I'm going to bring you to gratitude, mm-hmm. to love, to empathy. And when we were able to deliver empathy in an email, the res- peop- you know, 32, 33% of people who were getting our emails were responding uh, right away, responding. And, that, and that's not magic. That's what Daniel Goleman you know, who's mastered the whole idea of, of empathy and emotional intelligence. Uh, it's why he says 95% of what makes a good leader, a good leader is just this idea of emotional intelligence. Yeah. And, and the better we get in sales, the, the, the easier it is for clients to want to do business with us. I often tell some people, there's really only two rules to being awesome. There's really only two real, two rules to masterful sales growth growth. Number one, be incredibly easy to do business with. And that's a, that's a, you know, that's a empathetic thing. Be incredibly easy. No, no complex contracts in a complex process. None of that stuff. Be incredibly easy to do business with, number one. Number two, be so awesome people ask you for more. Uh, and if you can master those two skills, it's a waterfall, a watershed of sales opportunities and revenue headed your way. So if you ask yourself at every engagement, is when I'm saying awesome, will this lead to that other person being awesome or having an awesome experience? If you can answer those questions in the affirmative, then you're well on your way to being successful. If you can't say, uh, this is awesome, you'll probably follow it up with a phrase like this. It's not awesome, Dan, but it's what we're doing or it's what we've always done or it's how we do things here. If you have to justify that, that tells me that you're in need of a better sales process. You need, John, you need to infuse a little more empathy, a little more love, a little more gratitude. Uh, by the way, it'll change your process. If you're looking to, if you're saying, Dan, okay, I get this hippy dippy sort of stuff. I buy it. Even if I buy into it just so it makes me more sales, I'm fine with it. I don't care right. how I buy into it. What do I do? Well, let, let's talk about that. Start by this. What if you woke up every morning, and I've got a notebook around me somewhere here, uh, but what if you woke up every morning and wrote down three things you're grateful for? Maybe it's the fact that I'm looking right out the window and literally, you know, 15 feet from where I'm sitting, there's a beautiful lake and a boat and jet skis, and, and, and I can go out there and have a great time. What are you grateful for? Have you ever thought about it? You could be born in a part of the world, and maybe you are in that part of the world where bombs are being dropped on your head, right? And people... Uh, it's, you know, discriminate against you because of your religion or, you know, who your parents were or what caste you were born into. And if you're in the United States, if you're, if you're in a first or second world country, even if you're in a third world country, man, there's so much to be grateful for. Small steps can lead to big success. And, it, and the, the genome, kind of the little seed behind all of that is found when you're grateful. Mm-hmm. 100%. So you, you jumped the gun a little bit on it. This may, this may be the one, but one of the, um, one of the things I do here on, on, on the Get You Some radio show is I promise all the salespeople, because everybody, everybody's a type A personality, if you're going to spend 30 minutes a week watching the show, if you're going to spend 30 minutes a week with me and my guest, we're going to give you one action step, one thing that you can walk away from, you can put the phone down today and put into action in your life today to start making your life better, to start making your business better, to start creating health, happiness, and prosperity in your life. So, Dan, give us one thing that the salespeople watching today can do today to build a better life, to be more awesome. So, I'll give you, I'll give you um, something free. 
um, uh, to, to download and to safeguard you. If you go to calendarofawesomeness.com, okay? By the way, there's no, no, no uh, you know, nothing to sell you, no fancy hidden, hidden things there. It's literally a free calendar that almost 400,000 people download on a monthly basis. And it takes the things, Terry, that you and I have been talking about yeah. and in front of a person and it asks you at the beginning of a day, what's your intention for the day? Uh, what are three things you're grateful for for today? If you have one big thing to accomplish today, what is it? That's mm -hmm. it. And what's neat about the calendar of awesome is left to our own devices, even though we're good people with big goals, solid dreams, lofty ambitions, all that good stuff, we get sidetracked because life comes at us from different angles. And so what we designed is literally a 31-day, sometimes it's less if there's fewer days in the month, calendar. It's a PDF. You could print out each day. If your boss is, is paying for the, the ink, right, it costs you nothing. Right. If you have to print out page, it'll cost you a few pennies. Yeah. Uh, and you, you can get it from Calendar of Awesomeness. It just reminds you some of the basic things we're talking about today. You know, if you don't have a coach, and, and I've got coaches for running, I've got coaches for business, I've got coaches for, you know, just my personal life. I feel like I plug in coaches. If you're somebody who says, Dan, I want to be better, but maybe I don't have money for that coach or that thing. You need something to remind you to go and execute at a high level. And that's what this calendar of awesomeness is really aimed at. And so literally it's, it's free. There's no strings attached to it. It's, um, it's, it's something I actually use on a daily basis to make sure that I'm not just going through the motions, that I'm truly spending time on things that matter and doing things that even if they don't have results today, they will lead to massive results in the near future. So we've got calendarofawesomeness.com. You can buy the book Edgy Conversations on Amazon. How do people get in touch with you if they need it to get in touch with Dan? Yeah, go to, go to danwalshman.com. I mean, um, I've... Uh, and I'll, sp I'll spell that for everybody. It'll be in the show notes, so you can get that there. <laughs> yeah, now that, that, that's better than rolling your dice, right? On, on, <laughs> on, you, know. It, you know, I've been spending, Terry, a lot of time on Facebook. We've got a about a million people on our Facebook page, but we've also got a group called the Edgy Empire of Awesomeness. It's a free group. Uh, it's closed, but you just ask to join and, and don't spam anybody and we let you in. And, and uh, what I've been enjoying is I, I told at the beginning of the year, we had three or 400,000 people on Twitter and you know LinkedIn and all these different communities. And I said, guys, I want to go to one place and spend time with people who want to be awesome. That's it. And uh, we really developed this Facebook group to do that. And again, it's free. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no charge or, 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 or pitching or, or, or anything like that inside the group. Our mission is to help people. And it's funny. Yeah. We've got people launching their businesses, raising seed capital, doing all kinds of stuff inside the group, just challenging each other. You know, like you've suggested, here's a great book. Who else has read this book? I'm done with my reading list. What do you, what suggestions do you have? And it's a, it's great. I love being around people that want to be awesome, that want to take things to that next level, who aren't pretending to be perfect, who aren't yep. pretending to have figured out, just like raw desire. And so I've kind of built this little community that I welcome everybody, Terry, you, your guests, come play, come, come, come share more about this show inside the group, Terry, because I think this, of course, I'm going to share this with the community when it goes live, but yeah. guys like you, I love having there because it's not about me. It's about what people are trying to achieve. And sometimes I might have a nugget for them, but just as often and perhaps even more, it's other people in the group helping other people that, man, that's what I want a part of that. And so yeah, I that's, that's where the honey is. Yeah, exactly.
Yeah. Dan, thank you so much for taking time. This has been awesome. <laughs> thank you for being with us. Thank you for sharing. I'll get all those links in the show notes and we will see you inside your Facebook group. Thanks a bunch, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Get you some radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.